Cool. All right. So, welcome back, listeners. Yeah, welcome back to this week's edition of Andy Brothers. Uh, we've been a little bit busy, obviously. Uh, some of you uh, missed a few of our our posts while we were on hiatus, and uh, we definitely apologize for that. But things get a little crazy sometimes, and we do what we can. But we're back, and uh, with us we have a very special guest. He's our first guest on this show. Tim, go ahead and say hey. Hi, my name's Tim. Um, I'm on another kind of podcast over on Triple Ghost, and uh, I'm up visiting my friends and family here in Oregon and thought I'd stop in and hang with you guys for a little bit. Yeah, so Tim is actually an old high school buddy of mine. We've been friends for quite a while, and he's in the room with me as we're doing this. Yeah, so also, if anybody, if any listener notices a uh, difference in audio quality, quality, we uh, apologize ahead of time. Um, just because of the way things have been going, we haven't had time to all get in the same room. And so things are going to be a little rough, maybe, but hopefully it's still uh, worth listening to at least a little bit. Um, but Tim, uh, you said that uh, you do another podcasty majigger over at CheerfulGhost.com. What is Cheerful Ghost exactly, if you don't mind my asking? Well, Cheerful Ghost is an awesome community for gamers. Uh, it's kind of like a mix between uh, a news site and uh, like a social network. Basically, yeah. anybody's free to uh, sign up for it. All you need to do is just have either a Google account or a Facebook account. And a credit card, Andy. <laughs> and you're going to need your social security number, uh, uh, exact yeah. floor plan uh, of your house. Born, you know. <laughs> basically, it's just uh, it's a community where everybody can get together, talk video games. You're welcome to post pretty much anything you want. Uh, the best posts end up on the front page, but everything shows up in either the, uh, the backlog or, um, you know, so it, it, it's just a cool place for people to hang out and talk video games. Yeah. And then, uh, every other week we put together a show called uh, the Triple Ghost Roundtable. It's uh, comprised usually of me, uh, Jay Dotson, the founder of the site, and uh, a couple other community members. And we, we talk about, you know, what we're playing, what we've been drinking, and we usually have like a, a topic of the week kind of thing. So it's fun. Cool. Stop over at TripleGhost.com and check us out. I like that you talk about what you're drinking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an uh, important aspect right there. It really, really is. We're big uh, beer drinkers. And some so third we're... shift amber lager right now. <laughs> oh, are you, dude? Third shift, that's my favorite beer. I know, I know. I, I introduced it to Tim. Tried out a uh, uh, new Widmer Brothers I haven't tried yet either. It's like a Northwest. Ooh, what was that called? That was pretty tasty. I don't remember either. They were both pretty good. Yeah. Henry Weinhardt's, they make good stuff. Yeah, I like Henry Weinhardt's. They have their their Northwest Honey Wheat, which is pretty good. Their Blue Boar. Oh, God, yeah, so good. Um, I'm actually, myself, I'm drinking. I got to admit this to everybody, but uh, I'm not a big fan of IPA, but I'm drinking one. None of us are here. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, IPAs are like my least favorite beer. I like Benitas well, IPAs, and that's it. You know what I feel like, though, is that, um, God, I just feel like they're so overrated. And, like, people like them because they're all freaking, like, trying to hop on board this, like, craft beer train. And they're yeah. just like, IPAs are good because that's what everybody says they're good. Like, no, they suck. Well, that's not true. There's a couple good ones, but I'm drinking the Upheaval. 
by Widmer Brothers. Uh, yeah, I think I've had that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, it's not bad, but... But, uh, but Tim, what do you think about the third shift? I'm interested in that. Are they sure? Third shift is pretty good. It's nice and smooth. Um, yeah. It's got know, some... I, I usually go for more like the darker beers, like Stouts, Porters. Uh, I like Guinness as my favorite beer. Oh, so you're a real man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I like me some real beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Ambers are good too, and the third shift is that's a, that's a really good Amber. Yeah, it's that's what I like about it is it has like the flavor of an amber while oh, having the smoothness yeah. of a lager. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. crossbreed. Yeah, crossbreeding. That's what I like. But um, cool. Yeah. So that was a cool little plug for Cheerful Ghost. Hopefully, you guys get some uh, more signups. And definitely, I think anybody who likes video games or listens to this podcast would probably enjoy what they find over there. So go check that out. Well, I've been there. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, I actually go on it pretty regularly. It's been a while for, well, because for some reason I'm having an issue with my mobile um, cheerful ghost. You are saying something about that, John? Oh yeah, I saw you mention something on Twitter about that. Yeah, but it's all right. I still go on my desktop, so it's not too big of a deal. Um, it is, and for those listening, it does support mobile, uh, which is pretty cool. And, and you get some cool news and like Tim said, it kind of combines like the, the kind of like the cool aspect of like social networking while at the same time, like being kind of newsy in that sense. I haven't read anything on there that I didn't like. Um, yeah, I've bought games just based on some of the stuff I've read on there. Yeah, I have too, actually, for sure. And it's pretty cool. There's like things like, you know, you can see what games everybody has um, and you can like sync your Steam account with it. And uh, so you, people can like look at your profile and like see all the games you own, which is kind of cool. And it's a neat little place that uh, that you guys got going over there. So that's cool. Cool. Yeah. And I'll get your guys' uh, checks in the mail here soon. For, uh... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and make that out to Rhett, R-E-T. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And I'm right here, so <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But um, so before the podcast uh, started, we were sort of talking a little bit about Arrow, right, guys? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So a little bit. Uh, so so here's the deal. So um, I was listening to your guys' uh, podcast, uh, you know, a little while ago, and um, I ended up having to skip the Arrow episode just because I, I haven't watched the show yet, and um, I, I was trying to avoid any kind of spoilers. But uh, I've been wanting to ask you, so I watched Smallville back in the day, and I, you know, I, I watched the whole series, made it all the way to the very end, and by the time the show ended, I had kind of grown to hate it, um, and I, I really only finished it because, like, I made it this far, I might as well see how it is, <laughs> you know, kind of that thing. Yeah, um, and I think everyone would agree with you, but uh, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, things started out good with Smallville. We had a good thing when they were just, you know, still in Smallville and you had the meteor freaks and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but by the end there, it just, it was it was a bad relationship. The breakup was really ugly. <laughs> and, you know, uh, um, I've heard good things about this Arrow show, but I haven't jumped on board because I'm afraid of getting hurt again. So I was, I was wondering, like, 
what makes Arrow different from Smallville? Because they're both on the same network, I think. Yeah, they are. The CW. Yeah, both DC. So what what <clears throat> sets Arrow apart? Why should I give Arrow a uh, another shot here? Okay. Your first shot, I guess. Okay, and this is sort oh, of actually... Shot and <laughs> yeah. one shot's all you need. Yeah, <laughs> jokes intended here. <laughs> Good. Um, this is actually the selling point that I, I where I pitch Arrow for because everyone hears Arrow and they're like, "Well, what's that?" And I say, "Well, it's a Green Arrow show on the CW," and they're like, "Green Arrow." So what is this like Smallville? Yeah, because Green Arrow was even on Smallville. He I was. Mean, it's a different actor. It's a different. It's not the same Green Arrow, but it's yeah, it's. And yeah. people loved the actor who played him in Smallville. I think his name was like Justin Hartley or something. Like everybody loved him. They thought he was so awesome. Personally, uh, I didn't really care. And he was like a pretty big role in that show too, if I remember correctly. Like I think, well, he didn't show up until like the sixth or seventh season or something. But, but going back to what I was saying before, this is my key selling point on Arrow. Um, is that yes, it's on the CW, but it's nothing like any of the other CW shows you've watched. Smallville is a CW show, and what I mean when I say that is that the CW uh, falls into all these really tired uh, writing tropes. Uh, like, have you ever watched Supernatural? Yes. Okay, so. Smallville and Supernatural have a lot in common. I love Supernatural. I liked Smallville for a while, but I'm gonna I I can't say that I truly like it that much. Uh-huh. Um but the problem is is that they they, you know, read somewhere that like conflict is storytelling. This is how you move your story along. And so it's like you get this useless drama in these stories. Oh, Clark, I love you. Clark, no, I don't. Clark, I love you. Clark, no, I don't. And then the way that they solve some sort of problem is by, like, one of the characters getting on the head and, like, forgetting something. Oh, gosh, they use that trope so many times. Oh, God, I know. So <laughs> so many people, like, took a blow to the head to cause memory loss. I'm surprised they're not all permanently brain damaged. Like, and then, I don't know, did you watch Smallville at all, like, when it was airing? Uh, I did for the last, like, couple seasons. Okay, so the show got so far-fetched up there that, like, you would think that people were out of their freaking minds to hear them talk about their theories of, like, what was going to happen in the show. Uh-huh. Like, like, oh, I think that she's actually going to become um, Lois Lane because they're cousins, and, like, but Lois is going to die, and then she's going to, like, take up her cousin's name because, like, you know, because she loves her cousin so much and blah, 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 and it's like... Do you hear yourself? Like, nobody in the normal world is going to take their cousin's name after they die because they love their cousin so much and then, like, pretend to be them and pursue their love interests. Like, what? Or, like, oh, no, this they were taken over by aliens and blah, 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 or whatever. Like, they, just all these theories that went around, and it's just so, yeah. like, the shit that they came up with was, like, almost as bad. And I love Star Trek, so I'm not trying. This isn't a bash on Star Trek. This is a bash on Smallville. Uh... But it's almost like they freaking, like, turned on an episode of Star Trek, and they were like, what is the most convoluted way that we can, like, oh, this episode of Star Trek sums it up perfectly. Time travel paradoxes, and mind control parasites, and technobabble, and it's like, it's just hollow drama, is all it was. 
And I love Supernatural, but it falls into the same way where it's like one episode, Sam and Dean are never talking to each other. And then the next episode, they're back together because there's some life-altering crisis that they have to deal with. And, like, yeah. how many times has freaking Dean died or Sam died and, like, been brought back? And it's like, you know what I mean? Um, and they just fall into these really hollow tropes, whereas Arrow is a CW show in a sense, but it manages to avoid all of these things. Like, I feel like there's there's drama, and sometimes there's you start thinking like, oh no, they're going to fall into that like soap opera pit that Smallville got into. And it's like, no, they got right out of it. It's almost like the writers were like, Hey CW, like this is what you want, but not today. And, and they take it away and they actually managed to like get some drama that I feel actually serves a purpose and like moves the story forward while actually like making us care about the characters in a genuine way. And uh, at the same time, they dish up, the best action you will see on network television. Like the action sequences are, are so amazing. And Jason doesn't really like it for the action. He likes it for the characters and story and stuff. But, but I mean, you got a superhero character. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that, uh, when I was first watching it, I was like, yeah, I mean, the action's there and it's fine, but it's like, I mean, I don't know. There's, it's better than game of Thrones action. Uh, well, what kind of Game of Thrones action are we talking here? I'm talking like, like, have, are you caught up? Uh, yes, uh, I'm caught up on the show. Yeah, I'm talking like uh, episode nine of season four, like all on the wall, big battle. It's supposed to be epic. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, that was some, yeah, that was yeah, some cool fun. stuff, but it, it cool. wasn't good action. There's no good action in the show. One-on-one fights. But you're right, Game of Thrones kind of glances over those like season one you're like oh game is captured but there was no actual battle that they showed yeah the only but, good action sequence was the red viper versus the mountain uh the oh gosh man the hound versus uh what's her name is pretty Rianne. Cool. okay two yeah. good scenes and it took them oh, four seasons to get there the show is still fairly uh <laughs> fairly recent um, well, anybody listening to this podcast has caught up to game of thrones <laughs> yeah or, or two viewers <laughs> or listening but yeah, sure. Yeah, good, good call Arrow. though. Disclaimer: there is some spoilers in here. But um, what were you saying though? Uh, yeah. So for Arrow though, yeah, like when I was first watching it, I was like just kind of more interested in like what had happened, and I liked the characters. Yeah, uh, and the flashbacks are interesting. And, yeah, flashbacks and seeing well. how they all deal with like him coming back and stuff like that's all cool. It was definitely like it was definitely cheesy and whatnot. But I mean, the action was just kind of like it was it was like they nice to have, but I didn't think it was like. Super yeah, it's not Hollywood blockbuster. It's like dodging all these bullets, kind of. And I was like, well, just the odds aren't in his favor there. I mean, you know, but, I, I can handle a little cheese. I mean, I, I watch Supernatural 2 and I watch Doctor Who, so I, I can handle cheese yeah, as so long as there's enough I think, other stuff to keep me involved. You know, I can overlook a little cheese. Yeah, I can overlook some cheese, especially in a superhero show. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, and that's where I say all the time is when people are like, well, this is a little too cheesy than I like. It's like, it's a freaking comic book show. Yeah. Like, don't forget that. And so many people do forget that it is because they get so wrapped up in it. But before we talk about it for the whole episode, like, I will say this like as far as like network television like fox cw abc nbc all these shows go like i feel like it is the best written show on network television i feel like it has the best action like season two finale was one of the best it was movie quality cinema quality 
Um, and I will say that if you liked Smallville, like, I mean, I know you said you got tired of it, but you finished it. Uh-huh. I think you will be, you will find Arrow to be a breath of fresh air. It's really enjoyable. It avoids a lot of the needless Smallville drama, while at the same time having compelling drama. Um, and so on. And you have to remember, like, one of the main things that they did was avoid, like, um, they, they try to avoid, like, the superpower stuff. Um, so it's pretty gritty and realistic. Like, a lot of people compare it to the Nolan-verse Batman movies. Interesting. Okay. But, um, yeah, I could go on for days and days and days, but it's... been so busy. I'm so excited to, like, be done with school and, like, start binge-watching Arrow again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't wait for season three. It's going to be so good. But, Tim, I think you'll like it, especially since you're a fan of Supernatural and uh, so on. Cool. Yeah, I will definitely check it out. Awesome. Yeah, you got a little discouraged when Alexis was uh, talking about it. It's not eh, a yeah. I mean, maybe I oversell it a little bit, but that's just because it is it is that good. I mean, I, I tend not to really praise things too much that aren't good. And I feel like, I mean, this is like one of the only shows that I keep up with on TV. You know what I mean? Like this and Game of Thrones. And Supernatural, I guess. But that's almost like more of like a... Sort of like you in Smallville. Like, <laughs> well, it's been, you know, going on to season nine now. Like, better see what the old Winchesters are up to. Yeah, I like Supernatural, but I don't mind waiting for, like, the season to come out on Netflix to watch it. Like, I haven't been watching it as it airs, you know? Well, yeah, no. I was for a while and then kind of got caught up in some other stuff. And I don't have that loyalty to shows. Like, Office was getting old for me. I think I watched, like, seasons one through five or whatever and then it's like nah i'm done shows like that i don't know how anybody like, can keep up on so goodness like i don't care like, yeah I, I i quit office i think around the same time and i couldn't finish fringe I, yeah, I started that. Oh, gosh the last season was just so bad i like, couldn't finish fringe either well i i only got to season two <laughs> you know the reason i never started watching fringe is i think matt from our old office recommended that show <laughs> and I did not like that guy. <laughs> he was he was hard to get along with. That is true. <laughs> oh, Matt, if you're listening to this, no. buddy, uh, we're talking about a different Matt. <laughs> yeah. like the one that came into work high and passed out in the, in the <laughs> boss's office. Yeah, yeah, that guy. The um, one that cost me tickets to go see the Seattle Seahawks play. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that story. Uh, yeah, there was like a contest that Farmers was doing where it was like, if you sell the most home insurance policies or something this month, you'll get these tickets to go see the Seahawks game up in Seattle. And I sold the most. The, the you know, bosses didn't want to go see it, didn't care. So out of the mm-hmm. office, I had sold the most. Well, it was like that was his first month or two of something or starting, and he found out about it. It whined and whined and whined, so they canceled him and got something else. Ah, uh, Yeah. That <clears throat> was pissed. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> so I've never been to an NFL game live in person, and uh, yeah, pretty good Seahawks fan. I mean, they're not my favorite, but it's Northwest, and it's uh, Seahawks. Probably my number two, I guess. But Make sure you're speaking up a little bit. Considering they're, uh, you know, rivaling with the Niners, I kind of have to go with the Niners since they're in the same division. There you go. Anyway. 
This is nerd talk, not football talk. So hey, <laughs> being a being a sports fan is just being another type of nerd in my book. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah. Well, I guess that's it for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night, guys. We've been actually hitting quite a few board games that we got in our closet. Whoa, yes. board games, guys! Board games, board yep. games, dude! Awesome board games. Did you guys light a fire and warm yourself up with a nice glass of whiskey before you went to your your Stone Age caveman crap? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we've been hitting the margaritas pretty oh, hard. Oh gosh, though. I know we've gone through half that bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of margaritas, uh, some nachos, which a I lot of shots too. A couple a shots, shots, yeah. I did three a shots shot over there the other night. Introduced us to. Um, yeah, we did more than that. Like the other night when yeah. when uh, Courtney was over, we did. Uh, she did was doing tequila. I think no, what was she doing? Oh, she was doing Fireball, and I was doing uh, Jaeger. That's right. I did those three shots back to back and was like, I can't do any more. And but then I was a little disappointed because I don't even think I got a buzz from that. I didn't get too much. I was, <laughs> it was like a two minute buzz, and I was like, am I? Oh, it might be a little buzz, and then it was like kind of faded. But I still had some margarita drink. There you go. That works. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so, so board games. It's, I mean, we've had so many games sitting in our closet, and I there's more that I want to get because some of them are so fun. Well, what do you guys? What have you guys been playing? Uh, well, we played a couple of different, uh, uh, you've got an expansion for Catan, and there's like a couple of different scenarios that you can run with it. So yeah. we tried out two of those. Yeah, we did the Barbarians out of the uh, out of the Traders and Barbarians. We did the Barbarians scenario, which I don't think uh, you've done with us, Rhett. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, have you? I think we've done all of them. No, we haven't done all of them, I know that. Yeah, I think we did. Nope, there's one at the end that we've never even pulled out the pieces for. It's got like hex. It's like the the pieces are split into like. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but the barbarians. Okay, just tell me if you, this sounds familiar. Then so, uh, there's a castle hex, and then there's a uh, what's on the other end? The desert or no? no? We took the desert out. Yeah, there was and a then castle. You had the, the hex or the castle hex instead. <clears throat> oh, just the castle. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, from the castle, you kind of put your knights when you get them. Instead of the regular development cards, all those are gone. When you get a development card, uh, it's uh, you play it immediately. Like, it resolves immediately. And more often than not, it's a knight. So you get this knight token. Well, every time you build a city or a settlement, barbarians attack the coast. Three of them at three different spots. So you roll the dice, and it gets randomly picked what three spots get attacked. And if there's ever three barbarians in one uh one area gets flipped because it's like conquered, and yeah, and you can no longer <clears throat> produce yeah. uh, any resources Resource. off of that square. So to get rid of them, you you, you you move your knights, and you have to outnumber them. So if you move your knights and you outnumber them, you wipe out the barbarians and you like capture them for extra victory points. Like each barbarian you captures half a victory point, and you kind of like team up on them with everyone, and so you go around capture the barbarians, you lose your knights and you get other development cards and you're kind of like building your settlements and cities and then more barbarians are coming. <clears throat> so that was kind of fun. Um, and yeah. uh, I liked that one because it really introduced a, a nice uh, like co-op element into the game more so yeah. than usual. 
because uh, in order to get rid of the barbarians, you had to, more often than not, you had to team up with other people to make sure you outnumbered them. Um, yeah, because I mean, one knight is at least one development card purchase. I mean, you, you don't get more than that from a development card. Not every development card is a knight. There was a black knight, which was, it was a knight. He just let you put it anywhere. Which other ones were there? There was uh, there was the treason one. Oh where you yeah, basically that's moved. right. You got to pick like where to move around some of the barbarians. Yeah, that's right. There was the tre- treason and the I forget what the other one was, uh, but it was basically you got to remove remove um, a, capture a barbarian for free. Yeah, basically. yeah. So basically everything, all the development Intrigue. cards, it's called yeah, yeah, yeah. All the development cards revolved around the barbarians. So it was either put a knight down, or move barbarians, or capture a barbarian, and. Yeah, you, you had to work with people, and your knights got lost. Like, each time you captured barbarians, you had to, like, roll the die and see, like, depending what road your what road your knight was on or what side of the hex, it, it would get killed. So there was a lot of cooperation there, and, yeah, that was fun. The next night... <laughs> yeah, the next night we, we tried played, a different one we, we, that did we, not work out so well. I know we've done this one, Red, and it worked better for us, for... for for me and Tim, though, we did the, the oh, caravans. Yeah. Remember the camels? Yep. Yeah. So we put that oasis in the middle, and we started building out our cities. Well, me and Tim started a couple settlements off directly opposing each other. Like, you know, the caravans start at the oasis and move out in three paths. Mm-hmm. So it went down one path, and from there it forked. So... Yeah. And it can only fork, like, once. <laughs> Like, you know, so once you've set it on a particular course, it, like, you can't make it a new that course. Way, you know, I mean, it can keep, yeah. it keeps turning, and you uh, can never backtrack. Yeah, and basically, like, <laughs> one any, way was all my stuff, and one way was all his stuff. Yeah, and, like, you really want these camels on your stuff, because, like, any roads, road, yeah, your, it doubles the value of your roads, your, your victory points are increased for each of your cities along the, the road, the, the camels, you know, the trade route, and it Basically, every time one of these camels comes up, uh, you can buy votes for where it goes by, like, betting uh, sheep and wheat. Yeah, you basically spend wheat and sheep to get influence on where the camel goes. And every time this happens, <laughs> me and uh, Jason basically... We went all in. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we I went, went all in. You all in. But I never had enough to straight out outvote you. So I, I had to go like all five. in, basically, was, to force it high. I was throwing all my resources down to try to get this to go in my favor. Because it went all the... If the caravan turned in his direction, like, pretty much, I just... I was going to lose any value I had there. Yeah, so and it would be a huge boon to me. It. I'd be getting, like, a couple extra victory points because I had a couple settlements down there. All my roads would have been doubled. I would have had a shot at Longest Road. I feel you like know. nobody was really in a good spot either. Like, the numbers were coming up weird. Like, I don't know. So we just never... Yeah. Me and Tim... Did you ever build a we, settlement or a city? I mean, I, I... I think I built two settlements. Really? I Yeah. I didn't do too much. Normally, I'm but like, that was about hit it. the cities and just go and go and go. But I just used all my wheat and all my sheep for these bids to try to get the caravan in my direction. Yeah. And it never worked. It never we, neither worked. Neither one of us won. Neither of us <laughs> built anything up, and we just lost. We had no resources <laughs> to build anything, because we're dumping everything into trying to vote for this stupid camel. And, and the way the voting comes up, by the way, is by building a settlement or city. So there were times where I was like, I've got enough to build a settlement, then I have nothing left to bid. <laughs> so I wouldn't <Yeah>. build. <laughs> 
but but uh, but Courtney didn't mind. She was like, ah, build this up, ah, build a city. So she would start off the bidding, and then it would go to Lex, and then to me. So I would have to throw everything, and then he'd be like, ah, I just have to tie with Courtney, and then Which she essentially gets... made me go all in. <laughs> well, I, I was like saying five, that at the time. Like, oh, I but... only have to go two or three, and then I had to go like, yeah, ah, was frustrating. No, <laughs> so it ended up being like a really long game. Nobody had, like, resources to really build up, and, yeah, eventually my wife, Courtney, she ended up winning uh, just by building settlements and basically playing, like, traditional Catan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. There was, there's still one more that I've never done, and that's and that's why I know you haven't done it, right? Because I've never done it. Oh, well, maybe, yeah. It has the split pieces, and it, like, incorporates a lot more of the stuff. Because there's a lot to it. I mean, there's the fish with, like, the lakes and on the coast and whatnot. Then there's rivers, and then there's caravans, and then there's the barbarians, and then there's the traders. There might be traders and barbarians, so it kind of incorporates more stuff, and it uses, like, some really special tiles and a ton of extra little pieces. That one's really complicated. I'm glad we did get to do those, too, because, I mean, like... Uh, we never play them because, you know, each time I've got to read the rules for them because I've only played them once or twice, or once usually. So the more I get familiar with them, the more it will just be easy to be like, hey, let's do this one, here's the new, here's the rules, let's go. Like, because, I don't know, the Catan rulebook is really not laid out in a very uh, efficient manner. <laughs> I remember reading, like, this whole paragraph, and I was like, uh, I could have just said this, you're really confusing. <laughs> yeah. And then we also spent a couple nights playing a, another game called, uh, what is it, Of Mice and Mystics? Just Mice and Mystics. Oh, Mice and Mystics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rhett and Bailey played that one with us once. I don't know how much they liked it, but uh, it's a really fun one. It's a cool premise. Yeah. I think with the I right really group, like it. it would be pretty awesome. You just got to get into the groove. I, I don't think they enjoyed the first chapter, the first playthrough as much as the we, second yeah. night. We got really lucky that first night, and it was basically uh, yeah. playing in easy mode. Yeah, we got weird. all the easiest monsters. We had like no. So my um, six is a it's yeah. like a dungeon crawling board game, kind of like RPG style. Uh, you're like a human in medieval times, and you get turned into a mouse so you can escape this dungeon and escape this like evil queen. And then as a mouse, like the evil queen finds out what you're doing, so instead of just letting you escape, she turns like all these guards into rats and stuff. There's all these like rats, spiders, roaches, and stuff that you have to deal with. <clears throat> and you go through a story and all these different chapters, and you've got six different characters to play as, which are different classes and different skills. There's like all this different equipment to grab, and you go through this uh, big board and uh, you know, roll the dice to determine your hits. And, uh, yeah, it's really uh, it's really worth its money. I think I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed pretty fun, and I think, uh, like, as far as modern board games go, I feel like it's really fresh. Uh, I mean, because it's kind of like a lot of games have been like this, but I, I don't think, like, the storytelling board games have really found their stride in the past few years, And but this one really shakes it up and uh, is fun. Well, another thing that's awesome about it is, like, like, this obviously appeals to me. Like, this is, you know, I love nerdy kind of games and role-playing games and medieval themes are my favorite. Sure. Dice games. Uh, 
but it also appeals to Alexis. She is pretty much the opposite of me. And, I mean, she's musical theater. Uh, she you know, doesn't like Star Wars. <sighs> she, uh... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You might want to keep that on the down low, man. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just... That, that that's that's pretty much all I need to say. So, you know, kind of nerdy type stuff is not her thing. But you know, she gets into it. She likes it. Um, you know, the characters are cool because they're these little mice. So I think that kind of makes it like neat for her. And um, so it's really great. I mean, this game can be played one player, or it can be played four player, potentially five if you wanted. I mean, you only use four out of the six mice per chapter, and then there's bad guys, which kind of have a specific AI component to them, so there's nothing really there, but it's, you know, designed for one to four players, so it's nice that uh, two players yeah. can go through it. I can see it easily being adapted to five, though, once yeah. you have the... Once it's all... Oh, actually, there was enough classes beforehand. Yeah, there's too. six characters. It just says yeah. don't use them. I mean, I guess you could tailor the, the difficulty of the game by increasing everything by one or two or something if you're going to play with five people at once or even mm-hmm. six. I could see yeah. it being designed for that. I mean, that's, that's the thing about rpgs is uh just like uh you know heroes unlimited it says here's kind of a guidebook take it and if you need to modify things to make it fun for you do it yeah i think you probably do that with any kind of game really yeah i also i really enjoy um uh co-op or like co-op components to games and stuff like that right yeah and this is all the only the second board game i've played that's like truly cooperative the first being uh, Pandemic. Yeah, Pandemic. Yeah, that was a fun one. We haven't played that yet. I was, I really want to get the expansions for that. But again, you know, I mean, we haven't played ours too much that it's like, can I justify spending money on the expansions when we don't get to play that much? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel too. Me and Lex have actually played two-player on Pandemic, and it's not too bad, just two players. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I know. I, I wish people would play more board games. It's so hard to convince people for some reason but, my cousin jeremy plays a bunch but he lives up in uh lives up in the portland area but he plays a lot of board games in fact he just was facebooking the other day saying we need to do some quick board gaming but they play um i know one game they play a lot of is uh munchkins oh munchkins. yeah yeah i've never played that one but he plays yeah bunch, yeah i've never even heard of that one it's oh it's Really it's like a card battle game. Card battle? Yeah, isn't it? I don't know. I've seen. I've only seen the, the, the like board game. I mean, I've only seen the cardboard box of it or whatever sitting on the shelf. Yeah, it's a card game. It's uh, like a. I thought a dungeon crawly type. Yeah, based off cards though. Oh. Huh. Um. Like yeah, that came out when I was a kid. I remember that, and everyone was super into it. But it's um kind of it's like a humorous take on yeah. like dungeon crawling um and you have like your deck of cards and i don't really know much about it i i can't remember if i've played it or not because uh, i think the first time i would have played it would have been before i really knew what it was i was pretty young but um young and experimenting yeah, right. But I think, like, if I remember right, like, there's, like, a couple different cards. Like, there's, like, door cards, which, um, 
you like turn a door card over like every once in a while and then there's like either monsters or there's like traps or something like that and then there's treasure cards which you flip over if you defeat a monster that's behind a door or something like that and they do things for you um but i don't know much other than that yeah, I didn't even know that much. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just remember there was, like, cards, and there's, like, two s- specific types of cards with, like, other types. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I explained it so Great. well. Listeners, if you know anything more, uh, feel free to chime yeah, in. Yeah, you can email us at... At this point, they've probably looked it up on Wikipedia and know more than we do at this <laughs> right, point. Right, they're sitting listening along, like, what dipshits, don't you know that it was created by... Steve Jackson games written by Steve Jackson and illustrated by John Kovalak, you dipshits. I had to Google that. <laughs> they uh, probably stopped listening because clearly we're not living up to our nerdiness uh, claim. Well, they can jump off a bridge. But uh, yeah, as far as board games go, I like board games, but it's hard to find one that I'm going to be interested in because I have this specific ideal of what a board game means and uh, I feel like it has to meet that criteria like uh, oh, please share the criteria yeah. well it's nothing it, it's more ephemeral than anything but but I guess like I think about board games and it's like I think I, my mind automatically goes to two games in particular which is Risk and Chess and it's like hmm. Some people don't even consider chess a board game, which is surprising to me because they consider board games to be anything on a board. Well, yeah, and something like more like chance oriented, like it has a chance element, whereas chess doesn't really have a chance element. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I know what you mean by like the randomness. There's definitely risk and risk and chance involved with chess. But not in the same style. Yeah, not in the same sense because you're not rolling dice, you're not doing this yeah. or whatever, and um, and so that's kind of where my mind automatically goes. It's, and it's who's black and who's white. There you go. Boom. Boom. Yeah, fair enough. And then I think about um, you know, I think about games like like Shogun, which we've played a few times, which is really awesome. That is a good I one. think about Blood Bowl. And you know those that style of game, um, which if no one has played Blood Bowl, it's basically like a fantasy uh, setting, like football game, uh, where you like roll dice and you move the ball with your team, like to, you know the end zone. Dwarves and goblins. And yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. Yeah. And uh, dwarves, goblins, and stuff, and um. And so that's sort of like where my mind goes with board games. Uh, but what was the point of why did I br- why I brought that up? Uh, I think you were just saying you have a high standard of board games or you're picky about oh, board yeah, games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about like Mice and Mystics or whatever, like it's hard for me to like sort of get into that right mind space. And I hear the idea and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And we play it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then like it's not really like where my mind goes like when I think about it, you know. Um, and so I sort of have this like natural inclination to not pick those types of games, um, first. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, that game's more of, like, an RPG than it is, like, a real board, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's just like an RPG with a map. Yeah, for sure. But there's a ton of games like that, which is what I mean. And the board gaming has sort of like seen this renaissance in the last 10 years um, with like the popularity of Settlers and, um, you know, like Puerto Rico and those other style games. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Feel free to add something if you haven't, because I sort of ran dry there. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other one I have. It's that one, uh, Car- Carcassonne. Oh, uh, yeah, Carcassonne. Yeah, that's kind of similar. I think I've only played that one a couple times. But, yeah, I mean, board games are expensive, too. I mean, like, Carcassonne was like 50 bucks. Settlers thing. Yeah, I mean Settlers like is minimum like forty bucks, and then you, you get into like Risk and Shogun. Like I think Taylor spent like eighty bucks to get the modern Shogun, which isn't even as good as the original. And yep. yeah. I haven't seen the other one, but I just mean I'm like really happy with the one I got, and I'm pretty sure I didn't get it for too much because there was that awesome uh, board game store that closed down, but they would just you know refurbish board games and sell them cheap. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and, uh... Well, yeah, we paid 80 bucks for that one game, uh, Battlemasters. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that? Is that in your Yeah. House? <laughs> you said you didn't have a place for it, so I took it. But, yeah. I probably have a place for it, I guess, but... Try to play out some of those magic cards, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... But yeah, man, they're so they're so expensive, and then and then they're so time consuming too. Like that's the one thing. Like I would probably play Settlers more often if it was a little quicker. Like I just hate how long they take. And like you go to play a game of Shogun or you go to play a game of Risk, and you pretty much set aside like a whole evening and night for it. You know? Yeah. And... <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I know we've had some Axis and Allies matches that lasted, like, yeah. we started it one night, leave it stayed set up, up really late, <laughs> leave it set up to go to bed, wake yeah. back up, keep playing. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. You know, it's cool. I think they'll always have a special place in my heart, but it's... it's... nice when I can do that. <laughs> I can't do that now. I got kids. Right, exactly. And it's just like, they, it takes this... Nope. It, we live in this world where you know, as adults, like every second of our free time is so precious and we have to like really moderate the, uh, entertainment, which we consume. And it's easy, you know, to like consume a show because you can figure out really quickly if you like it and it doesn't take much effort on your part. Um, and the same kind of goes with a video game where, you know, you can play for 15 minutes and figure out if it's going to be worth 10 hours or if it's going to be worth 20 hours. And it's something that you can stop when you need to. And then you just gotta find the 10 or 20 hours <laughs> to actually put into it. Right. But it's easy to find like I'm, 30 minutes. Like, so freaking huge. Yeah. <laughs> but we, you get into these board games that take a while. Like, I mean, how long would it take you to get through the entire story of Mice and Mystics? I think we said there was Ooh. 11 or 13 chapters. Yeah. And I mean, we need like a solid evening to get through one chapter. 
Yeah, I mean, it takes about an hour and a half to go through a chapter. So, I mean, that's and but that works out. The chapter, the chapter idea is pretty good because you can stop and go and and all that. So that's that's smart. But I don't know. It's just hard to find time that you're willing to sacrifice for a board game, and especially for me, like I'd rather game over a show usually. Like a show, I just feel a show in particular, I feel almost is so much wasted time. Unless it's one I'm like really invested in, like Game of Thrones or now Arrow. Like unless it's like I, a really quality show, but I watch a lot of crap. Shows. I feel like I, I was actually just about to say <laughs> that is that I feel like the problem is that you watch too many shows, whereas I hardly ever watch television, save for the shows that I am involved with. Um, and even then, like it feels like hardly a time constraint, and it's always something I look forward to. Um, and it's something I don't have to think about. Like when the new episode of Arrow comes out, it's, I don't have to think about it. Uh, you know, when the new episode of Game of Thrones comes out, I don't have to think about what I want to do because that's what I want to do. And it goes, and that was the same, like when I was watching shows like Battlestar Galactica, like when I got hooked on that a few months ago, well, what do I want to do? Well, I'll watch Battlestar Galactica, of course, because that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't, I don't feel like I over consume TV, whereas a lot of people are like, oh God, like, you know. I watch all these shows, like I like you were talking about the like watching The Office, like holy crap! I could not imagine following that. Like, sure, there's some funny episodes, but like watching that week to week, like on top of like what I already watch, like that just seems hard to do. Yeah, we watch a lot of those. I mean, like Parks and Rec, Community. I definitely a lot of shows on. Yeah, whereas. I, I usually multitask, and that's why I play so much like Hearthstone or something else on my laptop. Yeah, I tend to just focus on what I'm watching, but I watch a lot less than you, it seems like. Yeah, we definitely go through a lot, but I mean that's and that's what makes it hard. Like my time slot is, you know, for like my our type of movies or shows and board games and that kind of stuff, pretty much is eight thirty at night to, you know, like midnight. Well, yeah. So it's like that's our that's our time slot, without without school anyway, uh, to do stuff. And uh, so for me, yeah, like so many shows just kind of clog things up. But then sometimes too, I mean, I guess it, it is just nice to not think about things. Some board games, especially if you don't play them enough, I mean, that's that's the one thing. Like having to go through the rules really kills it. Yeah. Sort of like the other night when we had to reread some of the rules for Logo. It was like, ugh, God. Like, I hate rules. Which that didn't even take very long. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> yeah, learning curve on games can be a little harsh sometimes. And, and I've definitely been ruined. Um, my attention span, like, the last, like, five years has just plummeted. Um, like... Yeah, you're a young generation. Yeah. It's probably why Cards <laughs> Against Humanity is so freaking popular is one it's hilarious and two it takes like five seconds to explain yeah and yeah. and you get instant gratification <laughs> yeah and there's i mean there's like a certain point limit you're supposed to get to but i don't think yeah you just I've when you're ever done. played a game that actually paid attention to that yeah i even you've ever really kept track of who won or not it's just i eh, usually do that but it's yeah. quick you know oh got 10 you've got eight okay yeah yeah it's really you just keep playing because you just really like to see yeah, how people pair up the cards and yep. crack about it. You exactly. Know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's an instant gratification game. 
Um, I think, I don't know. There's a lot of games that are pretty instant gratification that are just like really enjoyable like that. And probably, yeah, because my freaking, like I said, my attention span is just gone. It takes a lot. Like I can hardly even get through like the first, like, you know, I used to give books like a hundred pages to see like if it was worth it. And now it's like, please get me in the first five pages or I might never finish you. (laughs) Thrones? What? Like Game of Thrones? Yeah, man. I started reading Game of Thrones like maybe 10 times and just couldn't get through the prologue. And I even tried the audiobook and I couldn't get through the prologue. And finally the show came out and I was like, oh, I'll watch the show. And then after the first episode of the show, I went and read all the books that were currently released. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh, like, I don't know, just like the show kind of got me in there. And then it put me in that place where it was like, all right, cool. I'm there. I can do it. Yeah, that's why yeah, I've got so many games sitting around that I don't play. It's just so easy to play something I already know how to play. For sure. Like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, like I've got so many on Steam. Like, you know, I mean, it, like I gave Mass Effect a good try, but if I were to try it again, like. I'd have to remember how to play, and like I want to play Dragon Age, and you know I'd have that. You know, it's just learning time that I don't want to. Is there really you know. like learning time with games like that though? I don't know. Let's see. Mass Effect a little bit. We might differ. Because got, yeah, because they've got like an interesting. I guess you could call it a magic system. You know, it, for they don't call it magic, but for all intents and purposes, yeah. it's based magic system in the game. Um, and then there's like. The different professions have different weapon proficiencies, and you got to maximize your like the upgrades and stuff you do on the equipment. Yeah, so there's a bit of a learning curve. And and not, not I feel much. like not the like, learning like, curve on single player games, Europa or whatever. What is it? Europa Universalis. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like you know Civ. Like I, but I I even feel like the five is kind of one of those yeah i'm up on civ 5 so that's yeah. when i can play and not have to think about too much because i've like played it enough uh of that version where i've already learned the new stuff and it's like okay that's when i can jump in and play but i know I, I have civ 5 and i've played it a little bit but it hasn't really grabbed me like um i don't know maybe this was a mistake or not but like right before we got civ 5 i picked up a uh, masters of orion 2 <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I got it, like, super cheap on good old games. I forgot, yeah, like, you on sale. about that, yeah. And just got into it, like, really heavy. Broke my wife into it. She got into it, like, really hardcore. Yeah, it really oh, is. God. And then I was like, this is awesome, but I want to, like, like, I wonder if there's, like, a more recent game. And a Civ Five came on, like, a Steam sale, you know, or something like that. So I picked it up, and we started playing it. And, I mean, we like it, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't grab us, like... Masters of Orion did. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, that's the top of its line, pretty much. I mean, yeah. dude, they, they did Masters of Orion 3, and that fell way short of 1 and 2. And In its own way, sure. I liked 3. No. Not as good as 2, easily, yeah. but... I haven't. I don't have 3. I actually and, and do once, have 1, but I haven't... I played uh, one, I played I one a little it. bit. I, I read a lot of reviews, and a lot of people were saying that 1 actually did some stuff cooler than 2... But I think overall two is a better game, but one's got some cool things, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, three, they just they kind of overcomplicated things. They did. Um, I mean, I had fun with it. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't go back to it now, because the learning curve on three compared to two is way higher. Yeah. Uh, um, 
but these are always always good games in my book. I mean, I, that's what got me into computer gaming. I'd say is like Civ One. I was like, I played Civ One and got immediately addicted, and was like, ah, that's my favorite game. Yeah, it's great. Wow. Yeah, the Civ series is. Fun. I like all those all those games. Um, what what I was gonna say though about the learning curve of games like Mass Effect, Dragon Age, and so and so. I feel like it's kind of negligible because the idea is that you're sort of like progressing. It's more like story oriented. So like whether or not, and you could just turn down the difficulty too. Like whether or not um, you can get into the game, I feel like for those games in particular is based solely on whether or not the story is gripping. And both of those games have a gripping story within the first five minutes. I guess that's true. It's sort of like, I mean, to me, what you're saying is sort of like if someone came up and said, like, man, just like the learning curve on Skyrim is too difficult. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, is there a learning curve in Skyrim? You're, you're right. I don't mean, I guess I don't mean the learning curve is what's holding me back. I think it's more more of what you're just saying about the story. Just being man. able to be gripped. So, yeah, sort of similar to like me in books lately. I'd kind of have to start from the beginning almost. Like, if I jumped in right now, I'd be like, what the heck is going on? Like, okay, here, I mean, here's a good example. Like, the Final Fantasy games, like, you know, what's there to, you know, there isn't much of a learning curve. You know how to play the game, you know how to play the game. Like, it's an RPG. Yeah, and you kind of pick but, it up as you go as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I were to jump into Final Fantasy twelve right now, where I am, and try to, like, go be, like, I'm pretty close to the end of the game, I think. If I were to go try to, like, fight some of the bosses with the different gambits and whatnot that are set up, I'd be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, you got to kind of go into it from the beginning and let stuff kind of gradually fall into place. Yeah, well, the difference then, in that is, like, you've put how many hours into 7 and 8, you know? So, like, obviously those things are going to be just, like, burned into your freaking outer cortex, basically. Well, even then, 7 and 8, like, I mean, I guess to some extent, like, if I were to plug in 7 and go try to do the weapons, I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm, like, so out of practice. Uh, but, I mean, for 12, it's so much more complicated than seven and eight yeah just be gambits and like happen to set things up in a specific manner Yeah, for sure yeah it's kind of funny that you brought up 12 i recently yeah. started playing that again that's what made me think of it and <laughs> i haven't beat it i got pretty close i don't know i don't know how far you got in it originally uh i don't remember i think i got pretty darn far yeah i think that's um, solely based on the fact that i put like 80 hours into it but <laughs> yeah but i i don't know i haven't like looked at any like walkthroughs or anything to see just how far I was, but I, I think I got pretty far. I actually have the guide on that. I typically, on for Final Fantasies, would buy the guide, but then not use it until my second playthrough. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then just try to get it at the discount rate or something, you know, pre-release. I think that was the last yeah. pre-release game I bought. You know, like gosh, going down to like GameStop midnight before buying a game. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. done that forever. Uh, yeah, last game I did that for was Halo 2. Yeah, yeah. I think the last game I pre-ordered, and I, I did not go down midnight to buy it. I, I just I bought it through like Amazon or something. Yeah. Um, was a Borderlands 2 when that first came out. I almost picked that up the other day because it was like five bucks or something. You guys want to talk about weird? You want to hear a game that I pre-ordered? I even put five bucks down on for it. This is like how yeah, like for sure this game was at the time. Uh, StarCraft Ghosts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the one that never, the one that never yeah. took off. Yeah. And I don't even think they they released it ever. Like, you get five bucks back? Yeah, I did, but 
I mean, but it's like, I was like, yeah, five bucks. What to... system were they making that for? Wasn't it even, like, cause that was so long ago. I went down when the store was called Babbage's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I pre-ordered, or not pre-ordered it, but. Um, Pause it down. Yeah, like, put it on hold, basically. But you had to put money down on it, and it's five bucks. Reserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reserved it. There you go. And then the game never freaking was released, and they like sent me an email, and they were like, "This game was canceled. Come get your money." I was like, "What? <laughs> you guys were so certain it was coming out. Back. What?" At least they gave you the five bucks. Yeah, for back. sure. <laughs> I never even heard about that one. Yeah. I tried it. What system it was playing to GameCube. Oh. GameCube. Yeah, because uh, I, uh, I think I read about it in, like, Nintendo Power, yep. like, back in the day or something. Yeah, I still have all my Nintendo Powers, and a matter of fact, the other my, day... My Nintendo Powers, too, Dick. Never mind. But I have all my Nintendo Powers, and the other day I saw the cover story of StarCraft Ghosts. Yeah, the, I have the first set. I remember going through those so much, and I had, like, holdouts. Uh... Me and, yeah. me and Tristan made a full uh, paper RPG based out of one of those Nintendo Power uh, specials they did. They included like a big fold-out map for Dragon Warrior 2. And uh, on the back of the map, so it was like a big map that you unfolded. And on the back, it had the full like bestiary completed with like spells and a full list of equipment. And stats and stuff. Yeah. And me and him took that and were like, like made a whole game like we wrote on paper all this equipment and all the stuff and um we turned uh we made a map on paper with like a grid and it was like a uh, how many sheets did we use i don't know something like 11 sheets and we drew all these little squares that you could walk around on it had random encounters here and there and we put uh, we wrote all the monsters and all the weapons and equipment and all this stuff on little scraps of paper and cut them all out and put them face down on the map and whatnot. So you could walk around randomly and you didn't know what you were going to run into. They'd flip it over and be like, oh, I got to fight this. Okay. And then you'd fight it and we had the stats for it. So we would just, you know, do it, the attack and whatnot and move on. And there was bosses and get equipment and whatnot and, and shoot. God. Crazy times. <laughs> you guys are nerds. Yeah. Well, this is, that's basically the point of this show, right? Is to just. <laughs> Oh what? This isn't. Oh, this isn't my make fun of nerds podcast. Uh oh, crap. No, no, that that's supposed to be on Thursday nights. That, that's after Thursday. we record here. Oh. Yeah. Then you're like, and last. Night. Oh god. <laughs> Do you hear what we talked about? What the fuck are video games? What's a Doctor Who? Specialize in genital surgery. I've never seen any of the shows. I've read one of the books a long time ago. What, for Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah, I can't say I've read any of the books. And as it is, I've only watched the the new Who episodes, the ones that came out like since um, 2005. Yeah, those are, are the there? only ones yeah. worth watching. There are dinosaurs okay. in the show occasionally. The book I read yes. had dinosaurs. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Doctor Who, am I right? <laughs> Get it? Like, Doctor Doctor Who? <laughs> Classic. But he's not a doctor, Jason. That's just his name. He's the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. 
there you go. Exactly. But seriously, though, that's, like, so nerdy of you to just, like, create your own... You're like, let us make this out of paper. Yeah, I think we were, like, ten. You know, that's pretty crafty, though. I I do have to admit that a lot of these stories you always tell me, I'm just like, man, kids don't do that anymore. (laughs) Maybe they never did. Maybe you guys are the only ones, but... Right, we've already reminisced about stores that aren't around anymore, games that were never released, and now we're going into the uh, kids these days, <laughs> Yes, no, we are all apparently old men. We've already gone through our midlife crisis of, like, what are games becoming these days? That's true. I mean, just like you're saying, like, your attention span's so short now. Everyone's is. I mean, they're designing everything. Maybe it's the internet's fault. Well... <laughs> Mine is because of my... Blockthroughs, spoilers, and everything spoon-fed. My my attention problem stems from a band I was in where our longest song when I was in it was like a minute and a half. (laughs) And I got to this point where we would play all these songs and like Mm -hmm. we wrote a song that was like two minutes, 20 seconds, and I was like, good God! Like, this song is 10 minutes long, and we recorded it, and it was like, no, this is 2 minutes, 20 seconds. And I'm like, Jesus! <laughs> like, <laughs> how is it feel like this song is a time distortion? We've entered into a freaking tachyon anomaly, and uh, t- yeah, it's just like, Jesus. And, uh, well, it's not just like Jesus. It has nothing to do with him, really, but but uh, it's always so was so surprising to me to find out that I was thinking these songs are so long, and they weren't. And then when I would go to be in, an, I was in another band, and the songs we were playing were like three and a half minutes, you know, four minutes, like standard fare. And I'm like, Jesus, I can't even focus on this. Like, I would get so bored and uninterested. Like, we'd show up to practice, and it'd be like, all right, let's play. We'd play all the songs once, and I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I can't do this again. <laughs> now I'm picturing your set being like uh, Crash and the Boys from uh, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Where they just get up and they're like, this song is called I Am Sad. So very, very sad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Thank you. Right, exactly. We actually um, did a cover. There's this band out there called Napalm Death. And they have a song called um, You Suffer. And I think it's in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the shortest song ever. And it's literally <laughs> like, it's like a split second. And it has like three chords. Um and actually, like, has, like, a line of lyrics. Um, it's a second? Yeah. The lyrics are... Um, How are those lyrics delivered in a split second? I don't know. The lyrics are, you suffer, but why? And it's just like, you suffer, why? And, like, that's the lyrics. You can't even hear what he says. And for a while, we did a cover of that, um, like, as a legitimate song. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, yeah, it's nice. funny, but it just it just ruined me. Like, there's so many things. Like, I can hardly watch a long movie anymore. Like, I used to enjoy, uh, really enjoy certain movies that were like over two hours long, and now I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we're like right at the seventy minute mark. Like, when is this over? Yeah, I'm on board with you there. I used to remember watching movies, you know, like Braveheart, be like, ah, oh, so good. Like, the longer, you know, the better. She said. Watch something the other day. What was it? And it was it was two and a half hours. And you know we were like an hour in, and we're like, how much longer is this? And we 
hour and a half, dear God. <laughs> yeah, uh, story of my life. So uh, you're turning down my invitation to the Lord of the Rings marathon I was going to have at my house. <laughs> I have the extended version. Uh, I actually do too here. No, I do, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's... We all do, because we're <laughs> nerds. What? No, I, I have like... it to make fun of. No, 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 I'm ready to marathon Star Wars Machete. Yeah, there. for sure. Me too. If I could, I would totally be here for that. You could be, Tim. You could be. Talk to my wife. She's the one who doesn't want to move. What's so cool about California is what I want to know. Well, we got Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. Magic Mountain and, like, Universal Studios is pretty cool. There's that whole Hollywood thing, you know. <sighs> Hollywood's yeah. moving north. A lot of people mm. think the uh, the weather is really great. I don't know. It's a little hot for my taste, but uh, you know, I, I I guess there's an appeal to it. Yep. I can't think of anything witty to say back to that, except I, you know, I guess I'm just one of these old-fashioned Oregonians. Yeah, the the beaches are a lot dirtier. But uh, the ocean water is not so cold, it's painful to look at. <laughs> yeah, painful to look at. <laughs> that's a, a, a rite of uh, passage here. I mean, but let's get real here. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can go up to your shins? How about your knees? <laughs> but let's get real here. Like, How many people like go to the beach and they're like, I want to get into the water? Uh, it's pretty cool if it's warm. Like, If you can, then yeah, yeah it's actually nice. really great. Yeah. Like, I went... Like, uh, I went to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. That water was warm and awesome. Yeah. See, I guess for me, it's like, I could go to the coast and not even, like, step foot on a beach and be fine. Yeah, because yeah, it's that's cold here at the beach now. here. But anywhere. <laughs> like, um, my band one time played this punk festival down in California on the beach. We were there for a whole weekend. And uh, I could have not even have seen the ocean once and probably would have been fine. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just weird. Well, then it's just different reasons. I mean, like, if you're in Oregon and you're going to the coast, then, you know, you're not going to get in the water. So you don't have a mindset of going in the water. Like, you were, oh, so you didn't have a mindset of, like, going to the beach or going in the water. But if you have, like, a mindset of, like, going to the beach and going in the water because it's warm and whatnot then but is warm water like i mean is that appealing like what about warm water is fun well i mean we're not talking like spa well no i know mortal beach was probably like bathtub water man (laughs) yeah like no i mean i you know on a hot day the the water is feels really nice and yeah it's no but why not just go into a pool because you don't have the waves. I mean, like, uh, the ocean's pretty cool. To Why not in. just go to a wave pool? Because you got to pay to get into those things, man. It's more crowded. It's just something cool about the ocean. Yeah, no, I don't deny that. I mean, I like the ocean, and I do like the beach. But I guess, I don't know. I'm ruined in so many ways. Because I'm like, why go into the ocean water? And then people are like, let's go on a hike. And I'm like, why do that? And... Why that time you fell off the balcony when you were two? Nah. Because I've enjoyed those things since. And I still do enjoy them. It's just to me, it's like, I guess my idea of a good time anymore isn't like, 
let's go to the beach and get in the ocean, or like, let's go hike up that mountain, or like, let's go swim in the river, or let's do this. Like, my idea of a good time is like, let me sit on my couch and enjoy my free time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, Lex, even in California or Oregon, she'll like, she's the kind that wants to, you know, it's the weekend. It's like, let's go do stuff. Like it's the weekend. I'm just sitting yeah. around all day. I think that's more of a girl <laughs> thing, actually. I feel like hot up on laundry. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> or you know, like, or or let's turn on some microphones and record a podcast. What? 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 Exactly. And we bring it full circle. This is too meta. <laughs> that seems like a good place to. Yeah, definitely. It has been about that time. We're sitting about an hour, I think. Um, This has definitely been like the podcast equivalent of a couple of old guys sitting on the porch. (laughs) Right, I know. Ambling on about different things. That's how we roll here, you know? That's how we roll it. Yeah, no, for sure. Andy Brothers is definitely, um, of our podcast, like a little bit more conversational, a little bit more off the cuff. Um, And definitely tends to be we tend to when we talk about nerd stuff focus on like the old days the good old days at least it feels like to me <laughs> cool cool hey there's some some that hit that nostalgia yeah you know gotta press our nostalgia buttons and we hit on all the new stuff with shows and books and all that you know we talked about arrow we got our arrow fix in for the week and uh talked about um, board games which i think is good we don't talk about certain things enough we miss a lot of nerd culture just between me and jason well there's a lot out there it's it's hard to keep track of everything these days truly is like we don't talk about comics at all uh next time we talk we can talk about my little pony comics because i picked them up uh series uh i've got uh let's see i think they're called trade paperbacks or something um but it's like six six of the comics put into one like paperback yeah. kind of yeah yeah i get you series. i've got three of those right now volumes one three and four and two's coming for uh, claire nice uh, so yeah i'm reading those two or so we can talk about some good old my little pony maybe comics. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know there were my little pony comics so this is definitely something i'm gonna have to check out yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean for my kids oh yeah yeah definitely yeah. I mean, I was going to say that I need, I've been kind of meaning to watch the show, but by that I mean I, I've just been meaning to like see what the big deal is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I've seen the show a bunch because Claire watches it, and I'm like, uh, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. But then Lex watched, she, for some reason, heard the term brony and for some reason got a kick out of calling me one, but then she watched a documentary about it, and she's like, oh, never mind, you're not, you're not one of those. I saw but, that documentary. Oh, did you? Yeah, I I've been meaning to watch so. it, actually, on Netflix. Pretty good. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. It was a good documentary. I liked it. There's a lot of good documentaries on Netflix. I'm a documentary kind of yeah. person. I'm not. <laughs> I have to be interested in like the the topic of the documentary. Otherwise, like I'm not just gonna sit down and watch a, watch a documentary about anything. It's got to be relevant, you know, to me in some way. Like I was curious about the the brony like subculture, so Helped. that I, I watched that one, and my my kid watch the show so i was curious to see what it's involved with uh i like nerdcore hip-hop so um nerdcore rising i watched that one on netflix that oh that's good. cool uh, 
I watched uh, Indie Game the movie because I was, you know, interested in in video games. And stuff Did like you that, watch so. uh, the story of Mojang? Uh, no, but uh, I want to. Oh, dude, you should. I I liked Indie Game the movie, but um, man, the story of Mojang I feel like is way better done. Um, and obviously just about Mojang and and Minecraft. Oh yeah, I used to. Uh... Well, as you guys know, I used to be in Minecraft pretty heavily since you were on my yeah. server. So. <laughs> yeah, you even went to, like, Minecon, didn't you, or whatever it was called? No, no, I, I never did. Oh, man, I could have sworn you did. No, unfortunately. Oh, well, God, I guess you didn't like Minecraft as much as we all thought. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just ran a private server for friends, you know. And it was a good server. Just old laptop that broke. <laughs> Man, there, that server was fun. Just was hard to find time yeah. to get on there. Well, once Skyrim came out, you guys all left. Oh, is that what it was? Man, well, yeah. I, hard, I hardly <laughs> ever played Skyrim. I still haven't played it that much. Well, that's what happened to the rest of the server, I guess. So my server took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, man, that's pretty good. And then there's also the... Um, if... Well... It's not the same thing at all, but I was going to say, if you like esports, like there is the um, documentary called Free to Play about Dota 2. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was thinking of checking that one it's, out. I don't, I'm not a big Dota fan, as you guys it's, are aware It's of. more <laughs> about, it focuses more on, on like three or four of like the biggest players in the world and kind of like follows uh-huh. them on the road to like the first Dota like champ, like world championship. Uh, the first international, and like their their the first prize prize pool that was a million dollars or whatever, and uh, just like the effects of like playing the game had on their lives and like how they kind of dealt with it, it was pretty good. It was interesting. Okay. Um, a little dated now since it was like back in like 2010 or 2011 or something, but so long ago. Well, yeah. it moves quick, you know. So, but these players are still <laughs> playing. Like, uh, two of these players, I think, are in the International this week that I know of, for sure. So, yeah, it's really cool. Well, the eSports thing, like, I, I really kind of want to be more up-to-date on that to find out a little bit more about it. But Yeah, I hear you. I've been meaning to, like, try and do an eSports podcast for so long, and I just, like, can't find a good jumping-off point or find the time or, you know. Yeah. Man, it's rough. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's definitely, this has been a good episode for the week, and uh, Tim, I'd really, I'd like to thank you for coming and joining us, especially, I know we kind of only talked about this the other day, but... Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having definitely. me on, And uh, we should get you back on sometime down the road, it'll be easy to do, um, even with you back down in SoCal. Yeah, they got these newfangled computers or something. Some, something with... about the interbuts. Skype or yeah, and you just like dial, you just like go to AOL and dial in or something, yeah, and right? Yeah, you, you sky type. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Skip, Skippy, yeah, Skippy. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun, I think. Um, I don't think we do enough guests, but I think, and I think it uh, makes it a little bit more interesting. Adds a fun dynamic. That mixes it up. I know the last couple times me and Jason have done this, it's just been we've been so exhausted and just like, okay, when's this over with? Yeah, especially the stupid night ones we've been doing yeah. lately. But um, 
Yeah, man. So, Tim, uh, any any last words you want to say? Is there a special place people could follow any projects you're part of or just Cheerful Ghost? Or uh, Yeah, you can find me at uh, cheerfulghost.com slash whiteboyslim. That's my handle I go by on the site. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at whiteboyslim. Whiteboyslim. Right on. Cool. Jason, what about you? Uh, I think my uh, my Twitter handle is Teh Jetplane. That's like the, but you know, T E A. Right yeah. on. And uh, for anybody who cares, go. You can go ahead and email us and and yell at us for all the things that we got wrong that we talked about today. At um, uh, it'll be nothing. Would be what? <laughs> nothing. Everything that Jason talked about in particular. Uh, you can go ahead and email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. Uh, you can check out our other shows on iTunes or check them out on airpodcast.com. And uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Rhett is awesome, R-E-T-T is awesome. Um, or we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash airpodcast. We're on the awesome internet radio podcast network. And uh, I think that'll do it until the next time on Andy Brothers. Sounds good. See you next time. All right. Night, guys. All right. Well. Cool. That was good. <laughs>